Yeah, it is always interesting to see how that all works. How the other half lives or how the other... That's why, you know... <laughs> like 2% lives? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I don't know exactly how that all works. But I, I can say that, you know, seeing something like it and then you're... I mean, it's it's entertaining. It was. I was. But I mean, so what, it, what, were, what was everybody like? Did you blend in? Were you able to blend in? I didn't really blend in, but it yeah, wasn't. A, I know. I mean, I don't look like a blend. I was wearing a shirt with a toilet paper roll on it for Christ's sakes. Oh, Sarah. I know. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. And of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, a lot to talk about today. But first off, I want to say thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page. It is a great way if you are going to go there anyway. Why not go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link? I mean, we really appreciate it. So It's a good thing. And let us know when you do that so we can give you a shout out and totally not tell people what you bought. Sarah. What? Don't tell people what. I'm not. I'm saying I'm not going to tell anybody. You're not supposed to tell anybody what they bought. We can't see what you bought, (laughs) just so you know. Just so you're aware. We cannot see what it is you bought. Um... But yeah, I guess if you did want to tell us, I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody. It's totally fine. What did you buy? Um, I'm still waiting on my shoes. I'm still waiting on my Max Stars. Okay. Yeah, they're taking a little while this time. So I think I might get a new like skin roller thing. What? (laughs) Kelsey. So my friend Kelsey, um, we've had her on the show before, our flight attendant friend. Um, She bought me one of these like a few years ago and I accidentally threw out the other one. So I'm going to, I think I want to go find another one. It's a face roller, but it has teeny tiny little needles on it. So it's supposed to like you roll it on your face, and it's supposed to like increase collagen and. That just sounds completely <laughs> get fake. Rid of along the lines of uh, what was your what face bra? Yeah, your face bra. I feel like I my face bra made your, my. I haven't seen you wearing your face bra lately. No, I feel like it was making it worse for some I'm reason. Shocked by that, it felt like it was like breaking that down you... the muscle that I actually had underneath my chin and like making it floppier. I am very surprised at that I, statement from you. Thank you. I, too, was quite shocked. Um, so, so far, <laughs> so now you're going into skin roller, where it's, it's like actually piercing your like skin. Like tiny little needles. No, they're just that like... That so... <laughs> I liked it the last time I had it, and you just roll it, and it does kind of sting a little, but... Um, yeah, I would imagine it, it does effect- sting a effective. little. So you're going to take a an object from some, made from some random place that puts needles into your skin, and you're going to roll that up and down. On your face. Yes. Okay. I just want to make yeah. sure that but I'm But you put clarifying. like vitamin E or something. Like you have to put like, you put like some sort of serum kind of thing on first. And it does kind of sting. But it totally <laughs> feels like it works. That just sounds so ridiculous. It feels like it works. Yeah. Is that just because in your head it like hurts so you think it must must be working? Sure. Well, and Kelsey, you know, she has very youthful skin and she swears by it. So I think that's going to be my next Amazon purchase. So I'm going to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link and buy myself a face roller made of needles. It is Monday, August 10th, 2020, the year of our apocalypse. And that is where we're at. Sarah is buying a needle roller to put up and down her face because she thinks it feels like it's working. Anyway, uh, coming up here in just a minute, we've got Mr. Rick Emerson also who's going to join us. So, uh, Sarah, why don't you tell us, though, about this, what, what this adventure was that you went on the here Oh, my goodness. All right. So, um, you know, as we know, I've been talking about how I've been helping a couple of my friends uh, sell their home. So we're pending... On a house that they're buying and the house that they're selling okay. currently. So it's a little bit of the, the stressful period where we're kind of in the inspection addendum period, which um, is is quite stressful, but okay. uh, very interesting because it kind of like this is when it all shakes out because these are when things like either move forward or just kind of go kaput and, you know, everyone goes their separate ways and we start again. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I've been dealing with that, but um, we have pretty much finalized their house selling. So we wanted to kind of... Um, 
like have like a, a mini celebration and spend some time. And I've never, even though I've gone out to like Oswego, which is where they live, which is a beautiful suburb here in Portland. Um, that's where that's where they live. And I've been out there, but I haven't ever spent any time out there really, except for at their house. Okay. And like and at the houses that we've been touring. Right. So they were able to get grandma and grandpa to uh, watch the kids for a couple hours. So we got to go out and I got to sit on a socially distanced patio at a bar in Lake Oswego. Now, it is uh, known to be much more, well, it's, it's a wealthier it's suburb. It's she if you will. <clears throat> and I will say- It's rich so, people. It's rich people. So before we did that, um, my friend Courtney, who was, um, you know, Courtney and Brian, that's their names. So she took me on a drive through Lake Oswego because I've never actually seen the rich, like the super rich parts of it. I mean, it's a nice area anyway, yeah. but I've never actually seen Lake Oswego, the lake. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know that you actually can't go on it unless you have a Lake Oswego address. Did no, you know I, to- I told you that before. Yeah. No, oh, it's crazy. No, you have to like sneak on there. If you want to get on it. Yeah. And they like check your ID and you have to have like, yeah. like us, we go on your ID card. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I had no idea how fancy this was. Like I knew everyone said it was fancy, but we ended up driving down toward the lake and she's like, all right, are you ready to see this? And I had did not know what to anticipate, but it is just like castle mansions everywhere. They have canals. Did you know they had canals? Yeah. Like everybody has basically a waterfront property and it was set up to be, it looked like something out of Europe. It was crazy. Like everyone has their their decks, their boats. It's all lined up. There are canals that they're riding their boats through. It looked like some sort of. I had no idea that was like. Yeah, it's a whole different life. It was a whole insane. different world. Every like gated fences, like you know, turrets on houses, um, like like Maseratis and Lamborghinis, like crazy. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea because I I knew that it was a like a, a great neighborhood. But I didn't know how fucking rich it was. Well, now that now that you went and saw this, <clears throat> you know, and seeing how something like that works, is that something that you feel like you could have? Did you, you know, as I was asking before, did you blend in? Were you able to? So we didn't go out to avoid. anywhere in the rich people place because I don't think that I would have blended in there. But we did in the in the rich. So we went. We're still in a nice area of like us. We go, but it isn't like the five million dollar mansion waterfront properties. Oh, why not? Well, I don't want to go there. They would say like, "Ew, you're dirty from Southeast Portland. Get out of here." Do you think they could smell it on you? Like Maybe the they would smell it on me. Maybe that's also the way that the restaurants and the bars are in that fancy area. They're just like, "Um, I can see that you live in Southeast Portland. Gross. Go back. You don't belong here." <laughs> see, I would want to go in and just see how far I could get, you know, and blend in with the with the rich people, with the rich stuff. You, you would not walk be able in. To. You order like a fine scotch, probably. I would imagine. Uh, where's your cigar room, sir? I would like you know, your cigar room. Yes. Yeah, see, that's how you have to do it. And then you get to see, you know, how the other half lives. It's what I've always said I really want to do. I, I don't necessarily want to live lifestyle, but I want to pretend and see what's going on in there. I will say, like, this is the first, I haven't been, I love actually driving and looking at houses and just, like, surveying neighborhoods. I haven't done this, seen that many fancy houses since I first moved to Portland. And uh, I would drive, a friend of mine and I would drive through the West Hills and just look at all the giant mansions. Yeah. Just stare at them from the mm-hmm. car, like. But this was even fancier. But see, this is what, you know, with your real estate side career, this is what you're supposed to, you know, hope for is that you get up to that level and then you're selling those houses and then you have to be that person. Look at the million dollar listings. Yeah, then you got to be that person though. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, I mean, I'm sure there are some very nice real estate agents and, you know, that are in the multi-million dollar Lake Oswego listings. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's. What do you know about so boats? Nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know they float. And they take you places. <laughs> I mean, the most time I've ever spent on a boat is just taking the ferry to and from Bremerton to Seattle and back. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a poor person boat. That is a poor person, a poor person boat. boat. <laughs> no. That's um, my knowledge. Okay, so so we're gonna have to like beef this up because we want you to infiltrate these kinds of things because then you're gonna get one of those listings. That's how it is. You have to remember that. Like, you get in there. I don't know. That's very like hot Donald, competition. Out let there. me tell you right now. I can help you get top dollar for this mansion of yours. The market's on fire. Like you have to speak like that. I think. Gross. I, I think will that's not how you have talk to talk. Like but I will say when I I was pleasantly surprised after we were around. You know, all those fancy houses. Then we went. Kenneth, like, stop right there. Like, I, okay, <laughs> it's like I think we can get you a personality going here that this could work for you. I don't think you understand how real estate agents talk to each other. It's either like getting along or not yeah, getting along. Getting the there's no like, there's no in between. We have to make <laughs> you a celebrity real estate agent, so that way they're like, they have to go to you. I will say, I mean, I know that I knew that real estate was competitive and people get like snitty, but the snittiness to once I have had to deal with is like pretty crazy. Well, then you have to out snitty. But what I'm not really snitty. snitty. Well, you you have to do it. You have to create this character, the persona Do I need to of separate Sarah myself? Dillon, real yeah. estate superstar. I know I'm good at. I, I know I'm good at what I do. I'm just not a bitch about it. Have you watched? Have you watched any of the the real estate shows? No. Okay. But like Selling Sunset, my sister keeps trying to get me to watch that. I don't know what they're all called, but that sounds right. That's like the uh, yeah when they have like the multi million dollar like mansions in L A. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wherever the fancy parts. So of we LA have are. to do that, and then where you walk in, and then what you're gonna have to do is like lure some clients in. And like, be like, oh, maybe I'll sell your house. And then look at their house and be like, no, this is not something I'll sell. And then that way you build up this reputation as like, you'll only take the best. And then everybody's wow, like, wow, I'll well, build wait, up a reputation she, that she nobody would want to work with me. She turned down Bob's <laughs> house. I'm going to show him. I'm going to get her to take my house. And then, you know, you'll take the other guy's house. And then you'll be like, see, Bob, you weren't good enough. And then boom. No, that's, we, that's we like exactly let me manage. opposite. Just of, let me manage this. No, that's exactly opposite of what you should do. I want to manage this. You gotta turn. You gotta say no a lot, and then eventually it's gonna work out. I think. I, I think we can. Help I don't think make that's actually appropriate. But anyway, let me just say when we got back to the not zillion dollar um, lakefront properties and ended up going uh, to uh, again a socially distanced bar patio, there were some really nice people. Like I thought it was all gonna be like mm, like ladies in furs and stuff. Met some folks our own age, like. Our age were just like cool, and they're like, "Hey, we love this. You know, we like this area. It's good for our family." So it was neat to be able to well to see other human beings from a distance, yeah, and to communicate with you know, like it was it was just a really nice time. Wow, I never thought that. Like I thought because you know Courtney and Brian had told me they're like, "No, it's actually really chill out here," and I was just waiting for the snobs, and I didn't see any. Hmm. But then again, I wasn't on a, a, a lakefront property. And Mike is noting in our live chat, "Ladies in fur in August." So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and bring on our pal Rick Emerson here, and uh, and have him have him join us, and uh, we can talk about the uh, I don't know whether he's whether he could blend in with that kind of stuff. Surely he's been to some kind of thing out there. Do you think? Yeah, he's kind of fancy. With the rich people. Yeah. Yeah. He's fancy. Yeah, I bet he could. But like, he's he like knows book writers and all kinds. <laughs> oh of Oh my God, Sarah! <laughs> he knows book writers and whatnot. All them, all them educated peoples. Book. He knows book writers. Yep. Not authors. He knows book writers. No, just book writers. All right. Let's go ahead and do this. We're going to take a <laughs> quick break, and then we're going to bring on our, our 
Our pal, Rick Emerson. <laughs> awesome. Right back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Dug up. And there we are. The magic of editing. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. Joining us now, it is the one and only Mr. Rick Emerson. Hello, Rick. Howdy. Howdy, hi. <laughs> I see that you have, I mean, I know this is, um, you know, in your ears, but I do see that Mr. Rick Emerson does have a list of something in front of him today. Did uh, you take some notes over the week? Well, I just... I just had stuff that I, I think I had stuff that we were going to talk about or that I wanted to bring up last week. And then I got all derailed talking about something. We even talk about I don't remember week? what we talked about. No, talked it about, wasn't last week because we were going it was on last Monday. It was Friday. Friday. Yeah. I don't know. We got all sidetracked talking about something that seemed real anyway. So was it gardening? Maybe. Oh, we did Probably. talk about gardening. That was definitely something that was brought up. Yeah. And there were but, other things. But something <laughs> we were we were talking about here just before we brought you on was Sarah going out and hanging out with like the mansion people. Well, in they weren't Lake necessarily Oswego. the mansion people, but you were around mm-hmm. that, like that, the whole other world that exists in Lake Oswego. I did. I, I've never, Rick, I'd never actually been out and seen like the lake with like the castle mansions and the, like the canals and stuff. Have you ever seen this? This exists in Lake Oswego. Is this in like a floating cloud city that I'm not allowed access to? <laughs> Seriously, actually, you are not allowed access to it. Neither am I, unless you have like an actual like ID with the, with the Lake Oswego address. You're not allowed anywhere near the lake. But it was it was fucking bonkers. Like they have con- like everything is like lakefront, and they all have their own private boats. And there are canals that go like th- like over the lake that people are taking you know their fancy ass boats through. Is it like a gondola or something was, in there the, too? Like there were gondolas. Yeah. Are you making this up? There were mean, gondolas. It sounds like I'm making it up, right? No. Yeah, there were. I mean, there were gondola-shaped boats. They might have been like fancy canoes, but they looked like gondolas. I mean, so they could wow. get under the canal. It was nuts, and everyone's like, there are girls, you know, like looking out of like they were music videos and like bikinis and super tan. I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? And that exists just right down. It there. exists like seriously, okay. like 30 minutes away from us. What? I know. I... It's so crazy. <laughs> Well, it's like, so this is like many years ago now, but I went to, um, like I went through this, you know, a couple of years where I like, I would, uh, I would like, uh, I would go to like poker games or whatever, you know, with just like dudes or something. And, and, um, and so I would have to drive to somebody's house and it was always like, whatever. It's like some guys like, here's my address and blah, blah, blah. And it was some guy, I don't know who he was. He was like, he was like a friend of a guy who was a, he was like a friend of one of the sales guys. So like, I, you know, like somebody knew him, but I didn't. So, but he gave me the dress and he's like, it's in Vancouver. And I was like, all right, Vancouver. And so, but it was like, it was the same thing where it was like, I was driving and I was like going into Vancouver and it was, you know, and for a while it was the Vancouver that I knew and recognized and that I was familiar with. And then I kept driving and it was like, it was like I drove through the normal Vancouver and then emerged out the other side of this glorious time tunnel, you know, this weird warp like wormhole into this other Vancouver that I'd never seen before and have never seen again, and I'm still not sure it existed. It was really, it was like some land of the lost shit. It was like I went into a portal and I came out and there were just gigantic like mountains and rivers and everything was sparkling and the houses were fucking huge and everything was made of like granite and marble. And I was like, where the fuck am I? And the guy's like, oh, this is just Vancouver. And I was like, don't lie to me. This isn't Vancouver. I know what Vancouver looks like. It was so weird. It was a, like, and it was, and it was that I had that whole sensation of like, I don't belong here. Like I kept waiting for a security guard to show up and be like brooming me away and telling me to leave or whatever. It was really weird. It was weird when we were driving by. I'm just like, I feel like we're going to get arrested just for like existing, like near these <laughs> yeah. properties. It was, it was crazy. I guess they're, um, smell you. Phil Knight's, uh, 
not first, but his secondary home is there. And then oh, that kind of money, that kind of money. Okay. Like founder of Nike second home money. And then uh, she also pointed out to me like that there's a movie Bandits. Wait, the movie Bandits? Yeah, that was yeah. filmed. And I guess that was like one of the houses there. Like we drove by it. And I guess it's not ba- isn't also- Bandits with um, Bruce Willis and like Billy Bob Thornton, I want to say. Yes. Yes, it was. I haven't seen it, but it was that was filmed here. I do because I remember it was like a big deal at the time. Yeah. That they were filming that here. Yeah, we drove by that and that thing was fucking huge. Like they're all just like. They're so big, like your brain can't even. Write. It looks like you know mini hotels, but they're houses. It's crazy. Huh. And the bandits is the famous thing, though. That's just weird. That movie, like, I don't think it did that well. The actual movie itself. Well, it's but. sort of you know. I mean, no disrespect to Portland, but I mean, the bar <laughs> is set kind of low here sometimes for like what what is like you know a big happening or something. I mean, it's you know I. Every night, like it, it doesn't. Like a movie that's filmed here doesn't have to be good. It just has to have been filmed here for mm-hmm. people to really like take possession of it somehow, and for it to be like a what they think is a bragging point to the rest of the country. And like the rest of the country doesn't fucking care. The rest true. of the country doesn't care. The bandits was filmed here. Couldn't give a fuck at all. And you know, but like in Portland, that's like a thing. That's it's like I lived in Spokane, and in Spokane, I mean, this was like a decade later at least. They were like still Spokane was like still all like strutting around because vision quest was filmed there and i was like what the fuck are you talking about don't you know just like let it go man move on to benny and june or some shit like it was they were all like really you know sort of fixated on that but um it's uh no it's a weird like um yeah the whole thing of just going to a place that is just so where you're just really aware that like i don't belong here like i like in 1999 it was either 99, it must have been 99. Um, uh, I got invited to it, like for the, this company I worked with at the time, they invited me to a Christmas party. And I don't really go to those in general, but it was, you know, but whatever. So I went to the Christmas party and it was at a, it was at a, like a full on like country club, like an actual country club, like a members only country club. Hey. And, and like, I just remember the entire time I was there, I was just, it was like I had this weird, it was like this weird low grade itch of like, you know, like I just, you know, of just like being in a place where you're not supposed to be. And it was like my whole body just somehow knew it was like, you know, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Like it you was should just, not be here. Yeah. It was like, it really was like the universe was just trying to eject me from it the whole time because I was just, you know, realizing walking around this country club, just realizing that it was not a place that I, you know, and then again, and it's the idea that like I kept expecting somebody to show up and just to be, you know, like I'm sorry, sir. There's been some terrible mistake. You know, you'll have to come with me now and please exit you know, the premises. Weird. Yeah, that's why I felt when we've um, been able to, um, you know, score ourselves some invites to like fancy fundraisers, like those fancy. Where it's like you know, like a thousand dollars a plate, and we've been lucky enough to have some people who are just like. I don't know. They thought it was a good idea to bring us to these fancy things. <laughs> but I felt that way. It's total imposter syndrome. Every time I'm there, like, I, I feel like I walk weird and yeah. I don't know how to, like, talk properly or use my silverware. No, I remember way. there was one of those yeah. we were at where um, our table ran out of wine and you actually got up instead of, like, how they all were doing it where they wait for, you know, 
they're all used to this stuff. So like a server comes over and you ask if we can open up another bottle. Sarah went and tracked the server down and got a bottle of wine from them and then exclaimed, I remember this at the party, like, we've got wine! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then I also other people followed suit because they saw they're like, wait, we can do that? That's not something you're supposed to do. <laughs> you can, I know. It's not something I was taught to do. But... They didn't realize that they didn't have to wait for the help to get it for them. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, be your own is... help. And, like, I sometimes feel like this is, like, the universe somehow knows, like, the universe knows me better than I know myself or whatever. Or the universe is sort of, like, you know, aware of who I am and the way my mind works. And I feel like, like, there's, like, there's some fail-safe system built into the galaxy that will not allow me to become fantastically, like, obscenely rich because... <laughs> Because I'm just like, I would, because I would misuse it in the most irresponsible way. And I would totally just be, I mean, I would be like the world's worst rich person, not in like an asshole way, but in a way that like would make me loathed by every, everybody else in the neighborhood. Like it would clearly would be one of those, like, here's the first thing I would do. Yeah, like I want I to know to, everything that you would do if you had an obscene amount of money, please. To please I mean, because I, like, I just, uh. I, you know, and I think maybe part of it is like, you know, I, like I didn't grow up like dirt poor or whatever, but we didn't have like a lot of money. And then, you know, you working at radio, there's like not a lot of money there for, you know, most of the time. And, and so as a result, you know, it's that, I don't know, it's uh, like, I just don't, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Cause whenever I think about like just having massive amounts of money, I don't think about like, if I had a massive amount of money, you know what I'd do is I could put it all into T-bills and CDs. Like, I just don't, like, I have no, like, I don't ever think responsible thoughts about, like, all of the valuable, useful, constructive, intelligent things. What I think of is, if I had a lot of money, I would totally have a glow-in-the-dark house. That's the first thing I would do. So it's like, what? Why? No, so I was, so I was talking to my brother about this. So my brother lives in this, my, my, my brother lives in this neighborhood where they've got, it's, you know, it's like some, there's no knock on him because he seems to funk. I mean, he can he can sort of he's like my brother is like one of those. Uh, 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 my younger brother is like one of those fish that can do like freshwater and saltwater. You know, mm-hmm. like he can sort of switch depending on the like if he's you know, if he's in, you know, if he's in uh, the Atlantic, he can switch over to just being able to function in cold saltwater. And then if he somehow gets, you know, like into the Gulf Stream or whatever, and then he ends up in like a pond, he can totally do that as well. I am not that guy. I can't do that. Like I can't I cannot fake my way through respectability. I can't pretend to be a normal functional human being long enough to sort of pass myself as that. But so he lives in this neighborhood where there's, you know, it's like an HOA where there's these regulations about what you can how high your fence can be and you know what you know what color the house can be painted and whatever and the thing is the instant someone started to tell me what i could or could not paint my house i would immediately do everything i could to annoy everyone who lived around me like (laughs) like that's the like there's no and so like the first thing i would do i would i mean i'd do this today if i could is just to buy like a lot of glow-in-the-dark paint which must exist and then i would just paint my house with it Willard, come here. Yes, Willard, I think that he agrees. <laughs> um, because, like, imagine just, like, driving. Imagine if you were just, like, driving down the street, you know, at, like, 10 o'clock or midnight or whatever. And there's, like, house, 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 glow-in-the-dark house. Like, yeah. I, how awesome like, would that be? What's the deal with that person? But wouldn't yeah. it be, like, hey, you should never be, like, the most, you know, you shouldn't be the fanciest house on the block ever? Because that's, like, the target of, you know, if somebody wants to break in or something. Well, the target I mean, for target for what? Well, I, mean, I think it is... Well, I thought, I, that's what I had always heard that like you didn't ever want to be like the fancy house on the block. Yeah, but if you're like that rich, you well, don't care. Well, that's true. If you have like because, a huge 
glowing that's pretty badass. i mean if i got rich i'd want to get rich badass. enough to where it's like the full-on eccentric rich where you can do that and nobody can really say much i think you and rick are on the same line yeah. on the same lines with the glow in the dark house too yeah yeah no i mean it's like and you know and and i mean like if i were to do that like if i if i were able to if i was able to do that with my house now i would totally do it because nobody's going to confuse this with like the house of a rich person regardless <laughs> um i just like the idea I, and plus, it's just one of those things. The idea I I landed on this idea when I was like nine or something. The idea of having a house that glowed in the dark on the outside, and it amazes me that, to the best of my knowledge, nobody's done it, and I don't know why. I mean, I just don't. So that's what I mean when I say the universe is is keeping me from acquiring great wealth because, like the, it just astounds me that people who have the money and the ability to do that don't do it because I would totally do that the first week. So, yeah. I mean, anyway, so I'm just saying. That's uh, funny. I'm thinking about when I was uh, growing up and then when my sister and I would take the, again, I'm talking about the ferry, but when we would take the ferry from Bremerton to Seattle when we were little and we would look at the skyline in Seattle and like pick out which building that we wanted to live in, if we could pick one building. And there was this one that had this huge glowing like blue dome on the top of it. I can't, I don't know what building it is, but I think it's still there. And I always wanted that. And then if I became eccentrically rich, I wanted to make that entire dome area like a big squishy mattress so you could just like hang out up there and have like this giant like dome squishy bedroom and i, I wanted that I, I haven't even thought about that in years yeah we're just yeah. gonna pick up those things um no my sister and i both like thought that so would be fine. i think that's Real- basically it is i think i think the difference between like us and then like normal people <laughs> is that i think as normal people age they discard all of their like ridiculous ideas from childhood and they trade them for adult ideas of like what your house should look like and how you should dress. I have not done that. (laughs) So now I'm just like 47, but with all of these ideas of the nine year old me about exactly what my, I should live in a gigantic bouncy house. Like, and it just still seems like an awesome idea. So why not? I mean, you know, (laughs) my dream is to um, actually like live in the actual mansion that uh, meatloaf filmed, um, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> Excellent. I think that that would be. I was. I've been obsessed with that since I was a kid. Rose hey, do you know who and everything. Di- you know who directed that video? Who? Michael Bay. What? Really? Yeah. Um, there's in, if huh. when and if when and if you ever read that I want my MTV book, which you really ought to. <laughs> there's they they talk about they talk a lot about guys who came up, you know, directors who came up and started out directing videos. And they talk about like as David Fincher got his start directing videos, and you can tell like early MTV videos were just sort of terrible. I mean, it's like they have mm. a sort of weird clunky charm, but they weren't like good as such. But then there's this point in like 87, 88, where videos started to get really stylish and slick and really well done. And, and uh, there was this company called Propaganda Films, and two of the two of the owners of it, the founders of it, were David Fincher and Michael Bay, who apparently hate each other. That but, makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, but the deal was that like you would bid for, you know, like you'd take your project there and you'd bid or whatever, and David Fincher like charged way more, so it's like, you know, he would come back with a quote, and if the quote was too high, you'd be like, I can't afford that. Uh, I guess I'll take Bay. And then they would give you Michael Bay. And uh, and so, yeah, so Michael Bay directed the uh, that. He directed the Total Eclipse of the Heart video, I think, too. Oh, my God. So I don't even know where I was going with this. Um, but that makes me think about this. So all of this, you saying that you would want to live in the mansion where they filmed, I, I would do everything for uh, anything for love, but I won't do that. Yes. That merged with the... Uh, like us, we go mansions and, and all of that. That makes me think about this. Um, I think about this. 
all the time, and I can't be the only person who has thought about this, but all right, can everyone just calm down, please? Oh, you're Let's having just, just like a little dog party in there. They're all just, just, you know. Um, <laughs> at, but here's the thing I wonder about. So at some point during, I don't know, I think maybe like the late 90s or like in the early 2000s, like, I mean, I think anybody who's my age-ish probably knows what I'm talking about, where like for the longest time, like if you watched... There's just no way to there's no way to like gradually get into this. I'll just have to skid right into it. All right, do it. Like for the longest time when I was growing up, if like if you watched any kind of porn, like it was done in a budget of like five dollars and it was in a basement with wood paneling and the lighting was terrible. Like it didn't look anything at all like a real movie. Even when they tried to make it look like a real movie, it just looked like they, you know You knew what it, it just was, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was no like you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that technology made better lighting and better cameras smaller and more affordable and whatever mm. and but so that like at some point we passed this weird event horizon where even like just you know just like your run-of-the-mill porn film is shot in like the biggest like most beautiful home i've ever seen in my life where to the point where like that becomes the distracting like that's the thing that everybody i think is looking at now where they're like what house are you filming this in and so my question mm. is what house are they filming that in? Like when, like when you're watching some just run-of-the-mill porn film and it's in a gorgeous, gigantic fucking house with, gi- you know, these huge ceilings and there's a, you know, a swimming pool out back and it's like on a hill overlooking a valley and there's just, you know, what that somebody has to live there, right? I like, do yeah. know, I do know somebody that owns um, a whole bunch of Airbnb properties and they have had multiple issues with people filming different like really at their yeah really? they'll rent yeah. the airbnbs because they this particular person has like airbnbs and from california to louisiana i don't think you know them um but uh yeah and so they they actually have said like she had said that she's like i was actually looking at porn one day and i'm just like hey that's one of our fucking airbnbs <laughs> what is going on she saw her stuff and on the walls and the decor and everything and it was that all right, because that makes that makes some sort of sense, I guess. You know, the, because it's it, you know, because it's not. I, I would imagine that even high budget porn films don't have that big of a budget, because I think especially now it's a lot harder to make money on that, and so they're trying to keep costs low and whatever. And so I'm like, well, they're in this, they're in this obviously very expensive house. How can they possibly afford this? And then also, does the person that they rented it from for the day know what it's being used for? Or is it like your friend where they just, you know, one day surfing around the net and like, hey, that looks familiar and whatever. <laughs> hey, I know that. And then, and then also, here, here's my other thing. Like if, okay, so like, let's say you live in, like you live in whatever, you live in Santa Barbara or something, you live in Los Angeles somewhere, you know, some like little Tony section of Los Angeles and some, you know, some porn agent or manager or whatever, the producer calls you and is like, hey, uh, you know, wondering if we can rent your house to you know shoot this exotic film and with whatever exotic so, film that's better i like that <laughs> this, I'm shooting exotic um, films and so then my thing is like do they have to bring in like as part of that contract that they have to bring in all their own furniture so they're not like fucking on your sofa and <laughs> and if not is there something in the i'm see this is the sort of thing that i wonder sometimes i do sometimes wonder it's like a meta thing. It's like, I wonder about this, but then I also wonder if I'm the only one who wonders about this because what? I wonder like if you rent your house to a porn production company, is there something in the contract about like, if anything gets, you know, 
stained. They have to clean yeah. like, Right? I, I was trying to find another way to say that, but I like it. I will say know. this. I think it's more common than you think, because I don't think you're the only one thinking about this, because I for, totally forgot about this. When I went down to Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show in January, we go down there, and, and we've got, like, camera crews that come, because we're filming everything. You know, it's not not uncommon. There's a million of them down there, but when, when uh, Rich, our head of video, was checking in to the hotel, he had... You know, checked in fine, and then they saw all of his equipment he was bringing in the cameras, and they're like, "Hold up, you cannot bring that to your room. You must check that. That can't be allowed in there." And he's like, "What the hell? Like, we're here to, you know, we're here to film like gadgets and televisions and stuff." Yeah, nerdy they stuff. Thought, yeah. yeah, they thought he was going up there to film porn. So, so it was this huge fiasco where they just refused to let him bring their equipment into the into the room. Wow. Yeah. So it must That's be a ton of people that do it. That's That's so they well. And also that they've like at some point it became enough of a okay. So see, this is fascinating <laughs> to me because then so at some point, like so now as you said, like they they spotted him with this you know like some amount of equipment, some threshold amount of equipment uh-huh. triggered a sort of like hang on there, pal. Yeah. And so my Not thing again. is, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's it, like I just want to know like what was the meeting like when they were sort of like talking to you know the security guys or whatever. Like here's what to look for. You know, yeah. if somebody you think is going to like if somebody you think is, you know, like uh, too drunk or too high. And here's what to look for. If you think somebody might be carrying an illegal weapon, here's what to look for. If you think they're going to shoot porn <laughs> and and also like how did they find out? Like, in other words, like did customers did you know, guests of, of the hotel or something? Is that how they heard about it? Like, that's how did a they know? Question, because there's a lot of weird shit that's happening in Vegas all the time or, you know, before right. times. There Which is, is why yeah. I would think that's the least of their concerns. Yeah. If somebody's bringing a camera into a room, it's like, yeah, you know, there's probably there's probably a good chance there's a porn being filmed at any time in a Vegas. Oh, hotel. I would totally assume you know? so. Um, yeah. And so then I just I wonder, like, exactly how it is that they became aware of that and like what the threshold is for when they decided they had to do something about it. Like enough one enough. porn being filmed there is fine. 12 porns being filmed there, not fine. And so at some point they had to be like, that's it. We're holding the line here. There can be no more porn shot here. I don't that's know. just, I mean, I, you know, this is the sort of stuff that just bounces around in my head because I just, these are all logistic issues that, you know. Yeah. Anyway. That there were meetings on somebody had. Meetings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's always my thing is what is is the meeting that gives rise to these. Okay, here's another right, thing. Listen up, everybody. <laughs> enough this, enough. Okay, do you know which one I think about? I, this is, I apologize again because this is all just going to be so awkward from now on. It's oh, just God. from here on for the rest of this, it's just going to be awkward because – and it's uh, – by the way, it's especially weird that like Sarah and I have to be like looking at each other. I know. We're just like looking eyes. at each other. I'm like, you're like a brother to me and this is like really creepy. I know. Talking more about set porn, up a different Rick. camera angle. But <laughs> I know. Okay, well, this next one, this is this is really not about porn as such, although it is actually going to be probably even more awkward. So we all just have to brace oh, ourselves. All right. Do you mind if there's I a don't limited look number right now? Okay. <laughs> there's a you can you can look wherever you like. Uh, there's a finite number of places where I can have these conversations. So, um, I mean, so. <sighs> Oh no! Well, see now, see now. It's like I feel like I shouldn't, but now, as you know, that means that I have to. So that's just like, sort of that's the golden yeah. rule. You know that. <sighs> okay, oh, so. Here's something that we all know. We all just know that this is true. And I think when I say, we, and I think women especially, I think like 88% of women know what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, oh, so no. Why are you, you're no, taking I'm too just, many pauses. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting to freak me out. Like how bad is okay. this going to be? Oh, all right. Just do well, it. So, 
if 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 Cosmo and the and the finite number of women I know are to be believed, oh, no. the the uh, the one of the preferred um, oh no one of the preferred marital aids slash one of the best vibrators apparently is the like Hitachi magic wand, right? That's apparently like one of the go to vibrators. Is that like the one um, that is like featured in a lot of movies that has like this like the foam end and people say it's like a back yeah, massager? It's like, Exactly. I was going to say it's it's sold as like a muscle I, massager or whatever. There was a full episode of like, Sex in the City about that particular one. <laughs> that's what, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's how that's how well known it is that that device is good for that purpose. That everybody knows it, and it's like part of pop culture. I think, and it is, and of course, and if you look at like, and if you look at the packaging for it or whatever, like it doesn't say. There's like no. There is nothing relating to sex or that area of one's body anywhere on the packaging. It is all just about like if you sprain your arm playing a racquetball or whatever, you know, or if you're just, you know, if you've had a hard day, you know, climbing the rock wall. And but but my thing is like the people who work at Hitachi clearly must know about this, right? Like they can't they can't not know. Of course they know. And yeah. so my thing is there's got to be some point during board meetings at Hitachi where they have to talk about this because it probably is enough that it impacts their bottom line, I would imagine, because, again, it's so well known and such an established part of our, I, I can't even tell you, like, the number of women I've heard mention it as just like a matter of fact that, like, as opposed to a thing that is made as a sex toy, you should really get this and mm. blah, blah, blah. And so that's got to be some substantial portion of of Hitachi's, you know, like uh, if you look at like the pie chart or whatever, that's got to be like a significant amount of income, which it's got to be significant enough that they must discuss it at some point in their meetings. But how do they discuss it? Do they have to pretend that they're talking about something else? Do they have to use euphemisms? I mean, or the, do they just say, is a guy doing like a PowerPoint? And he's like, uh, and of course, we got a lot of people use these vibrators. So that that's really ticking upward. Then Q3, it looks like we're actually up 12% over Q2. So that's good. Um, we found that a lot of women in uh, red states have really discovered this recently, too. And uh, and we think that uh, we think that Harper's Bazaar magazine is helping us out there because they did a whole piece about it. Like, or do they or is it, does it just go undiscussed? But everybody kind of knows it. See, and that's, that's what I like wonder if it's, if it's one of those. <laughs> Like there's some older members maybe that would be uncomfortable with discussing it as as used as that or just just like people have muscle aches. They really must have a lot of muscle aches and nobody below them wants to tell them. It's like it's like some of those advertisements that get through. Like, you know, it goes through a ton of people and then somehow it'll show up and be like, how the hell did that get approved? It's just because nobody wanted to tell somebody what it actually implies or what's going on. I bet there's a guy towards the top who who still is a little bit clueless on it. No, I remember in that episode I was just re- uh, referencing in Sex in the City when she's trying to return it to uh, Sharper Image because yeah. she bought it there. And she's just like, hi, I'd like to return my vibrator. And he's like, uh, ma'am, that's not a vibrator. It's a <laughs> neck massager. And she's like, no, it's a vibrator. And finally she's like, I'd like to return my neck massager because they had to go back and forth because he clearly was not wanting to address what it actually was. Yeah. So I just, that's a, and then, and then my thing is like, if they do... And yeah, I just that I feel like that's just one of those things that at some point I'm just gonna have to call the company and just, you know, and just pretend I'm with 60 minutes or whatever and just ask because it's like I can't, you know, I I feel like I feel like that's one of those things that I need to know somehow. It could be like an expose. You are a a writer of words. And I suppose it's like (laughs) but again, it's like one of those things where 
I just like I'm equal parts curious about that and about whether I am the only person who wonders about that. No, well, I think that that no. sounds like that would be like an article that I would actually read. You should, yeah, like, no, I research that, pretend to be like, yeah, like somebody who's doing a study on it and get the answers because I, I want to know. I and I have like a big, I have like a big list of these things that I. I mean, I feel like if I just keep going, it's just going to become um, it's going to become unbearably awkward at some oh, point. But are, I mean, we've already passed that. No, I'm just well, kidding. so I mean, I, I, okay, last one. This is the last one I'll talk about for now. Uh, but um, so on, uh, and I guess there's multiple locations, but they're on Sandy Burnside, Sandy on Sandy. So there's like this some because um, uh, it's where. What's her name? It's where uh, uh, Christine Levine and Big Jim both worked at Fantasy. The oh, fantasy oh. Play. across from mm-hmm. old, like where Tonic used to be. Oh no! But he froze. The, the Tonic used to be. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, and so you know, I drive by and they have their reader board out front, and, and and sometimes their reader board is something clever, and sometimes it's not. And like um, uh, uh, point in the reader board didn't say anything clever it just said we have glory holes like in big letters <laughs> and um like there was no they decided they were not going to try to be sort of nuanced about it because maybe people weren't picking up on what they were laying down they were just going to come out and say it just like we got glory holes come on in <laughs> um and so and i think maybe i don't know if this was on the air maybe i was just like talking to her in the kitchen at some point about this it seems like it might have been because it seems like christine was the sort of person who would have just discussed this in the kitchen at work oh yeah so glory holes, let me tell you. But it's so so here's the thing I think about. If you're gonna be if you're opening up a porn store and you decide that, you know, part of that part of your part of your appeal to your customer base is gonna be having glory holes. Is that a thing that you wait for the store to be done and then you just wait for everybody to go home before opening night and you drill those yourself? Or or like literally when the guys are building the store and you have the architect and you're looking, you're rolling out blueprints on the table and you're going right here, we're going to have a supporting beam here and then duct work. And then right here, this is going to be your exhaust and that's going to vent through the ceiling. Uh, who's going to do the glory holes? Uh, Ted, are you going to, Ted, we need three glory holes here. How big are we? Four inches across? Five, four. Okay. Uh, you know, and then it's like some guy and then like, do they know how to do it? Do they know how to drill glory holes? Or do, do you think someone just took their own tool? It? Yeah, was there, yeah, did someone take a, take it upon themselves to bring their own tools? Well, surely and... there's some sanitary issues that come along with this. I think there are a lot of issues that go along. With I mean, some. <laughs> I'm not talking about cleaning them. I'm just talking no, about I mean... like when they're like when you're first building the bo- the video booth or whatever, and you're like installing or you're creating the glory hole. Like, is that part of the layout? And does the construction company do that, or does like the store? do that like on the download late at night a retrofit yeah, retro you know fit. what there was this bar um i think it relocated it, it did relocate in seattle but the older version of it like 15 years ago was called the cha-cha and they had <laughs> it was a very fun bar but yes in both the men's and the women's bathrooms um they did have glory holes in both of them which kind of is uncomfortable because like i'm just trying to pee and i would have to actually like stuff toilet paper into there so that nobody could like look through or like pop anything through or do anything also in the women's room in the women's room as well so it seemed like i I don't know because i think that there was like it was also um you know there's a big like uh, drag queen trans community Ah, okay so i think it was all yeah yeah, so it's all kind of interchangeable but those looked like i remember thinking that they looked like totally homemade ones like it looked like someone had been whittling at that for you know a number of months and they finally like got it just right because there's no real rhyme or reason to like where they were or what size they were yeah they were everywhere and it's like, yeah, and so I just, that's a thing 
I mean, that's a thing that I wonder about. And like, again, there's got to be some conversation at some point. Management has to decide, like, how many glory holes do we need and like who's going to do them and whatever. It's like the uh, I don't think this exists anymore, but I think like back in the like uh, there's a great HBO series called The Deuce that wrapped up last year. It's uh, yes. three seasons. Greg Watson, it's, yeah, The Deuce is awesome. Yeah. And it's all about it's not totally about this, but it, a lot of it has to do with like the rise of the porn industry in New York mm-hmm. in the 70s or whatever. And but they talk about, you know, the the sort of weird peep boo thing where you put like a, you know, you put like a quarter in and then there's like a like a sort of metal, you know, kind of curtain that sort of opens and then like whatever, there's like a, you know, it's like a stripper basically. And it's like a pay as you go strip thing. And so like, and then when the time runs out, like this sort of metal curtain shuts again or whatever. And that's exactly the same thing. I'm like, where the fuck do you buy that machine? Like, is there a catalog for stores that are, so you're opening a porn store and you get like this weird catalog that has everything you need. You just go through and like, you figure out like, uh, I need to order three of these. Uh, also, uh, you know, I, I feel like, like it's not a business you just stumble into, though. Like, where well, you just true. one day, you know what? Fuck this. This broadcasting's not working out. I want to own porn stores. Might you as well. I mean, yeah. you could, you could do it that way. But I feel like if you want to get into that, that's probably something that you were, you know, you know somebody or you worked at a place. Like, I, is that an industry where you have a lot of newcomers? Like, are there like I want to get into this business? And I'm curious if there are like you know um, magazines, you know, catering toward porn stores. And oh, there surely are. Yeah, where like where you can find those machines or find you know like glory hole makers or hey. see now yeah. you're see now Sarah Dim, now you're on the same page. This is what I'm talking about because it's like because there are trade magazines for for everything. All, for everything. Yeah, and so there's got to be a trade magazine for like adult stores adult like bookstores or whatever they're called now porn stores there's got to be like some some trade publication well they have uh, the trade show the a- the adult that's uh, true the entertainment avn or not avn i think, it's I think adult, that was a, yeah avn wasn't it that's adult video adult video news or yeah i think that's part of it but i think it's the adult entertainment expo is the name yes i know because it happens right after ces because they want to get all the nerds of, yeah <laughs> well there's a there's a little bit of crossover there there used to be to where you would be like, well, that is definitely not somebody who works for Samsung. And you could tell, like, when you have the, <laughs> the new groups, the new crop coming in. Uh, it That's was, nice uh, that it they was can impressive. all just spend quality yeah. time together. Because <laughs> I used to have, I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it went. I used to have it fascinating to look through because it's, you know, it's like for, the, for, the, for today's, you know, bustling funeral home operator and oh wow you know and it was like you like if you're the guy who's selling caskets to the public like you gotta buy your caskets somewhere before you can sell them to grieving you know widows or whatever and so it was like it was just weird to see you know and so do you need a new autopsy table look at it and it was like you know it was like pages and pages of them and it was just like it's the weirdest thing i'm always interested in industries that exist under the radar that i've never even considered the existence of and it's a whole gigantic industry a world unto itself that i've never even thought about one one of the things that i always found interesting was when we worked for this isn't quite like that but when we worked for the trailblazers like we would do broadcasts from the blazers locker room and we were in there by ourselves with our producer you know (laughs) thankfully we didn't we didn't do too much but um but they had their own stuff catered just to very rich athletes they have their own magazines their own um, all kinds of things that were just for them. And it would be like, and it would just hey, be sitting around. Sound, it was crazy. You, hey, you signed your first contract. Time to look at boats. What about a yacht? What about a new wow. convertible? Yeah, and it was a magazine that catered just to very rich athletes on their first contracts. And wow. that was like one of the things. 
And it's like, I would never see this anywhere outside of a professional sports locker room. You know, that this is there. I think I saved a couple of them, actually, because I thought it was so interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I swear That's, a couple of those. That is amazing. I yeah. see. And again, I would never have guessed that that exists. But you say it out loud. And it, of course it does. Because mm. it's like, you know, and you know, that's that's I mean, the capitalism is a weird. I don't know. Capitalism is a fascinating, weird, cool, creepy thing because it's, you know, it, it's like for every single for everybody out there that's got like two nickels to rub together. There's some other guy that's trying to figure out how to get one of them, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, yeah. you know, that's like if you have like once you reach a certain threshold of having, you know, you will reach some some dollar threshold where an industry then like exists solely to try to get that money from you in like a way that like nobody else has thought of already. And that like that magazine, which is that's a weird thing. Yeah, it was so oh, you should try and find that because I want to see that. I'm again. pretty sure I've got it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know where it is, actually. Yeah. I've, okay. I've got yeah. It somewhere I want to see that. And I want to read the. Did you say that, um, Rick? You kind of blanked out when you were talking about. It. Was that a funeral director magazine? Oh yeah, had? no, it was. Yeah, it was a catalog for like a, like people who run like funeral homes. Oh wow. Um, and it was you know, and again, it never occurred to me that like when you go into, you know, to look at the caskets and they're like, how would you like to say goodbye to grandma? We could put her in this or this, and it's like you've got all these caskets on the wall to choose from, and those must come from somewhere, and they come from cascatorium or whatever the fuck this company is that's like sending you you know that's like and you know that's it that's just a really bizarre it's you know because like you don't really think about and plus here's the other thing like you don't think about the fact that like somewhere there's some guy many many people undoubtedly somewhere there's some guy some guy who like his job is he like he goes to work on an assembly line for caskets yeah oh wow um of note really quick i wanted to check the cascatorium is the mm-hmm. Bay Area's premier discount casket outlet. I oh just my God, it. I was yeah. just making that up and yet, yeah. no. Welcome to Cascatorium. And then it's got this, re- it's this really terrible website, like poorly done with a really bad gif of like a dove flying oh, towards no. the Cascatorium. <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. So yeah. There used to be a place in Seattle. Uh, uh, there used to be a place in Seattle called the Cascateria, uh, <laughs> which it was, and I swear to God, and it was when I was a kid. It was like before irony. So I don't know what they were all about. Maybe they were ahead of the curve there. It was right. I swear to God, it was right next to the Oboyo Birdo Sausage Factory. Oh, my um, God. Because <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I was like, can we go to the Oboyo Birdo Sausage Factory? And we would go there and like, and you could buy like a big bag of like malformed sausage bits or whatever in a bag or something. <laughs> discount and, sausage. Delicious. But I remember like leaving with my bag of discount sausage and then like looking over and there was a place across the street called the Cascateria. So I wonder if it was the same sort of, I mean. The Cascatorium. The Cascateria is an amazing name, by the way. Cascateria? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that I find more off-putting than Cascatorium. Oh, I like it. (laughs) Cascatorium. Well, because Cascatorium sounds dignified. It sounds Latin. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's true because Cascatorium, well, is Cascateria or Cascatorium the discount one? Cascatorium's discount. I don't know about Cascateria. Cascateria is a poor man's Cascatorium. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh god! It's already out past. Yeah, I just realized what it is. Oh, uh, Rick, we didn't even get to your list. Yeah, by the way, I know. I it's no. My <laughs> list was no. My list was uh, my list. Basically, I mean, well, I might as well just say this for now. We'll get done with it, so we can get all the awkward out. This was the only awkward thing in the list, but I might as well do it now so it can be done. Okay, do it. I just wrote down my, this note to myself the other day, which is: Does anybody actually play strip poker, or is that just a thing that happens in movies? Um, and maybe your first year of college. Yeah, oh, that's where I was going to go. It's like exactly. college. Yeah, I played strip poker in college. 
Yeah, that's the uh, okay. only time that I've ever played it, and then I was never, I never would go full naked. No, no and it's like, no, because it seems like one of those things that maybe everybody giggles at and they sort of think is like, but then it like you quickly realize like this is not nearly as, as this is like way more awkward in practice than it seemed like the, totally. the idea and the reality are not the same. I think probably part of that, and I could be wrong, is you get past the point of where, oh, man, somebody else is going to take their clothes off. And you get to the point where, oh, no, I'm going to have to take my clothes off. And then that's, I think, where that switches. I just wouldn't want to be realize, around. realize, like, oh, I don't want to. Like, I'm glad that people are, you know, can be titillated in different ways. But I don't think I want to sit around with a big group of my friends, you know, watching them disrobe as we're. <laughs> that's just that's just not my my lifestyle no. choice. Yeah. So no. I think that. And that's. Yeah. 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 And that's the irony of all of these things is that, like. As I think Sarah and I, I think we're both making patently obvious right now, like we're both extremely uncomfortable with all of this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. This is Greg. You just can't see his face, but he too yeah. seems very uncomfortable. No, it's yeah. awkward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not with that, as they say. Well, Rick, I'm so glad that you're able to join us. And I hope that, um, yeah, that you have a great rest of your day. And you you truly do, like, make me happier. I know that we were both kind of starting out today, like, ah, today kind of sucks. But this made me in a much better mood. Well, I've tried to, you know, Willard and I try to do our part. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's... look at that popcorn ball. Uh, okay, we need to get okay. a screen cap. Oh, yeah. Here, wait. I'm taking a screen cap right now. Rick, one, two, three. Oh, my God. I got it. That is the best. Holy shit. And he's smiling, too. Willard is. And Rick almost is smiling. So it was like a miracle. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Our... Rick, as always, thank you so much. And then we'll talk to you hopefully next Monday. Yes. All talk right. To you then. That sounds lovely. All right. So I think I'll bid you adieu because like there's something weird with porn. the. Well, yeah, um, there's something weird with the audio, so I can't play it this, both at the same time. All right. Yeah. Okay. See all ya. Right. All right. Bye, Rick. Bye, Rick. That was wonderful. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You never know what you're going to get. Nope. Every day is different, and we appreciate all of you. Calling in and uh, or calling in, listening in, <laughs> however you're listening, whether that's via um, the podcast, whether you listen live, we thank you for it. Um, and for everybody who can support the show, thanks a lot. Oh, Six I do want to say goes one way. of the nice people that I met in at uh, the Lake Oswego socially distanced bar patio. I feel like that needs to be like full thanks, Lake Oswego socially distanced bar patio. Uh, I was telling her about the podcast and she subscribed. So hello to you. Oh, welcome to your first episode. Wow, it's yeah. not all like that. Uh, anyway, Penthouses and porn. That's all it is. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone. I know I say it a lot, but I mean it. Go to funemploymentradio.com also it. and click on the Amazon link. If you're going to be buying from Amazon, hey, why not? Perfect, Greg. Hey, why not? Oh, I'm having a bit of a stressor. Yeah. But that was nice. A little stressor? Yeah, but this... This show is my saving grace. This is my therapy. This is getting to hang out with my friends. Just very grateful for everybody. Thank and think you. good thoughts. Because, just because. Just happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Nice Sarah Dillon. Well, what? I don't know. I thought it made sense. Um, okay. How you doing over there? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Um, all right. Again, yeah. Seriously. Thank you, everybody. Yes. We'll be back tomorrow with At more. At the same time? Uh, at the same time tomorrow. Okay, cool. At the regular time tomorrow. All right, so yep. noon 30 tomorrow. Noon 30 tomorrow. We'll be back with more Fun Employment Radio. That come, my friends. Bye. 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 That screen cap of Willard is adorable. <laughs> <laughs>